Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Can you read from verse 1, verse one and 2 and verse um, 40 and 41? Sorry, verse 1 and 2 and then verse 37 to 41. Somebody. Amen. 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 Then, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And, okay. it, came to, and it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departed from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. Okay. What did verse 1 and 2 say about what Jesus had given his apostles? Power and authority over all devils. Did it say power? Yes. Yes. Okay. And authority. Did you notice that? Yes. Okay. Power and authority are two different things. But he gave it to them. Correct? Yes. Then how come we now read in the same chapter that a guy comes with his children, with his son's problem to the apostles, and they couldn't heal the man, the man's son? This is the same chapter. Lack of faith. Because they doubted their own. Say that again. They doubted their own power and authority. Very possible. But there's one interesting thing. It gives us the number of people whom Jesus gave this power to in that verse 1 and 2. You notice there, it says, and he called his 12 disciples. Yes. Now, how many disciples were 
there when the man brought his son for them to heal. I don't remember the verse number. 11 through 41. Okay. 11. Where do you see 11 from? Just three three of them. Okay, Abele, you got you you you've got it upside down. Flip it, and what number do you get? Fourteen. <laughs> Nine. Because three disciples, like Abele said, were not there. They had gone to be with Jesus on the mount. So by the time the man came with his son, guess right. what? There were only nine disciples. Mm. Now, you think I'm making too much of the fact that they were not complete? I'm not. If all power and authority is given to 12, if one is not functioning right, all 12 are not functioning right. Does that make sense? Not complete. Fine, I expected that. Now we'll go to chapter 10. Same book. Because Jesus tried to teach us a principle. That's why in one chapter you see something, and in chapter 10 you're going to see something else. You and I know that the 12 guys, they're the big guys, right? Yes. Okay. Now look at what happens with the smaller guys in chapter 10. So read chapter 10, verse 1, and then chapter 10, verse seventeen. After these things, yes. the Lord appointed another 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would come. Good. Then verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Aha. Notice the smaller guys are able to do it. If the smaller guys could do it, why couldn't the great 12 apostles do it? They couldn't do it because they were not together. That's wow. why Jesus said, every house divided against itself cannot stand. What Jesus did in chapter nine was to show us what unity means. And if we had any doubts in chapter 10, we see that the 70 do go out and they're able to cast out devils easily. Now, look at chapter 27 of the book of Acts. I hope you know the book of Acts is just part two of the book of Luke. Amen? Getting there. Okay. What chapter in Acts? Acts chapter 27. Okay. Okay. Amen. Somebody can read for us from verse 9. So we can read from verse 9 to 13, 9 to 16, and somebody can read from 17 to 26. Amen. 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 
now what is the first reading? Oh, well, okay, we're reading from 9 to 26, but I want us to split it up. Somebody will read 9 to 17, and the other person will read 18 to 26. Well, it's basically 9 to 26. In chapter 27. In chapter 27 of Luke, of oh, sorry, of Acts. Acts. Now, when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in the more part, advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain the niche and there to winter, which is an haven of Crete and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing fence, they sailed close by Crete. By not, but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurolydon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we left her drive and running under a certain island, which is called Claudia or Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strake sail and so were driven. All right, That's somebody else read 18, 18 to 26. Somebody else going to read? Eight, yes. 18 to 26? Yes. We were being pounded by the storm so violently that the next day some of the cargo was thrown over the side. On the third day, they deliberately threw even more, even the ship's gear overboard. For many days, neither the sun nor the stars were to be seen. So savagely did the storm rage. Toward the end, we abandoned any hope of survival. 27? Yes, 26. All hands had gone without food for a long time when Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should, never, you should have taken my advice and not set sail from Crete, and then you would not have incurred this destruction and this disastrous loss. I urge you now to keep up with your courage. None among you will be lost, only the ship. Last night, a messenger of God, whose man I am and whom I serve, stood by me. Do not be afraid, Paul, he said. You are destined to appear before the emperor. Therefore, as a favor to you, God has granted safety to all who are sailing with you. So keep your courage, men. I trust in God that it will all work out just as I have said, just as I have been told. Though we still have to face shipwreck on some island. All right. Can you continue to verse 32? 
from 19, so from 27 to 20 to 32. It was the 14th night of the storm, and we were still being driven across the Ionian Sea. We're now towards midnight. The sailors begin to suspect land was near, and they took a sounding and found a depth of 20 fathoms. After sailing on a short distance, they again took a sounding and found it was 15. For fear that we should be dashed against some rocky coast, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. When the sailors tried to abandon ship, pretending that they were going to run out anchors from the bow of the ship, they let the ship's boat down into the sea. And Paul altered the centurion, or alerted the centurion and the soldiers. If these men do not stay with the ship, you have no chance to survive. At this, the soldiers cut the ropes and let the boat drift. All right, thank you. Did you notice Paul saying, everybody must stay on the ship? Yes. If you don't stay together, we will all die. Oh. But didn't the angel of God just appear to him to tell him that don't worry, God's will is that you all will be saved though you might lose the ship? Yes. Yes. Notice unity, agreement, being together. When Paul warned them, don't let's not sail. I perceive this is going to be a bad journey. My spirit tells me we shouldn't go. They didn't listen to him. And so Paul started fasting, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. When the storm came, Paul told them, Don't worry about it. Get to yourself, eat some food. You're going to need it. Do you remember? Yes. They refused to eat. For 14 days, they kept fasting mm. while Paul was the only person eating. Look where we've come from Luke 9 to here. There's one thing that's there that we see. God could have given you the power, but if you do not know how to exercise it, you will not receive the benefit of the power and you will say, God didn't do it. So what do I mean? Those of us who are believing God right now and saying, we know where these people want to take this country. We, not just this country, this world. Yes, the world. If we don't understand how God operates, listen, Paul alone believed God. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Paul alone believed God. He knew why he believed God. The reason he believed God, okay, let's look at verse, let's look at um, verse, the place where it talks about Caesar. Verse 24. Yeah, that's about Verse 24 it. says, the angel said to Paul, fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God had given these, the, the, all them that sail with thee. So why are they being saved? Because of Paul. We need to go to Caesar. Because there you go. What is Paul going to do in front of Caesar? Probably testify. 
Of course. That's not probably. He said his whole life is, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Remember, Paul was about to be set free. For those Bible students here, you remember the story. Paul was about to be set free. But he said, no, 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 I still want to go to the appeal court. He said, but why? He said, I want to go to Caesar. He said, why? Well, because I was born a Roman citizen. And you've done this to me. And by your constitution, I have a right to take my complaint to Caesar. Now, why do you, you think God was trying to fight for his rights? You think that was what that was all about? Remember, they had set him free. You guys don't know the story? Nobody here knows the story? No. Gwen, you don't know the story? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay, good, good. So help me out. Oh, wait a second. I can't find my, my buttons. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, so this is the story, everybody. Paul was... Run, ro, Paul was born a Roman citizen. When you're born a Roman citizen, that is higher than attaining citizenship. Okay? Like I'm an American citizen, but I became an American citizen, correct? I can never be president of the United States. Ah. Most of you all on this call were born in the United States, so you can become president of the United States. You get it now? Uh -huh. Okay, so Paul was born a Roman citizen and was treated in a particular way in which it is against the law to treat a Roman who's born a Roman that way. Okay? Yes. So Paul is put in front of the governor, Felix, who's now sitting in the place of Pontius Pilate. And Felix says, I don't see any problem with this guy. I'm going to set him free. Okay? Hey, Agrippa, who was the king, my friend, can you look into this thing? I don't see any problem with this guy. Agrippa says, no, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Set him free. Paul says, no, 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 no. I don't want to be set free. I want to be taken to the Supreme Court. He said, but you, we found you guiltless. You didn't do anything wrong. He says, I know that. I want to use this to talk to Caesar. Are you with me now? Yes. So, so the, yeah. the government makes a statement. It says, to Caesar you have petitioned. To Caesar, you must go. Anybody remember that in the Bible? Okay. Take my word for it until you go read it in the book of Acts. Okay. To Caesar, you have petitioned. To Caesar, you must go. Now, Paul gets to Caesar's house, mm -hmm. or palace, I'm sorry, and he begins to testify about Jesus Christ. Yes. And these are the most powerful people in the world. And many of them become believers. This is in your Bible. Okay. And I'll show it to you later on today. I don't want to be distracted. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, what I'm trying to say is you and I watching what is going on in America today. In what aspect of this whole back and forth. Is the gospel of Jesus Christ affected? It still because, has to be preached. Because regardless of who is president, what right. God is concerned about is which of these two men by being president will work towards the benefit of my gospel and the transformation of souls to Jesus Christ. Yes. Are you with me now? Yes. yes. 
Yes. Yes. God can use different buttons. There's a positive button and there's a negative button. The negative button could be a wicked king who, because of his wickedness against the Christians, you and I become more serious. His positive button could be a good king who, because he has favor for the Christians, you and I are free to preach the gospel. But you and I don't really know who that is. In other words, we don't know which one God wants. Does God want the evil king? Because that's going to make us sit up. Mm. We have not spent time trying to look and understand that. When we understand that, then we can easily say, this is the person. Now, the person I've supported is Donald Trump. I, I, there's a reason I'm saying that. Because I believe that he is the button that God wants to press for the sake of the propagation of the gospel, not only in America, but in the world. Man. That Man. if I go to Saudi Arabia today and preach the gospel, the Saudis can't kill me because Donald Trump will ask them, why did you do that to that Christian? Amen. I know Amen. so. I know so. Because he's done it before. Amen? Amen. I know that. Amen. And so when I'm praying and I'm telling you he's going to win, I'm not telling you how I feel. I'm telling you God's program. But I read the book of Acts for you to see where Paul said, if these guys, if one of these guys leaves this boat, we're all going to drown, regardless of what God said. <laughs> did you see that in book of acts yes and the bible says in luke chapter 9 remember let's go back there he says he gave called his 12 and gave them all power and authority but when he took three to the mountaintop he left nine behind the man with the sick child came and met how many nine mm. and they couldn't do anything And in case we doubted, the next chapter says, and he called 70 who are lower than the apostles. And they went out at 70 and got the job done. So if the believers begin to bail ship, it will not be God's fault. It'll be the fault of the believers because they do not know what they believe or why they even believe what they believe. Fact. All right. So thank you for putting up with my, <laughs> my thank intro. You. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about the book of Luke today. Are we we want to go up things from another angle. We want to continue this direction. That's fine. Please feel free, okay? Floor's open. We said today, we, we just talk about the book of Luke generally, right? We're not going to yes, go like chapter by chapter. We're just going to go about, you know, what we saw. So that was what I saw in chapter 9 and, you know, 10. And I saw how it was relevant, you know, to what's going on today. And for the believers to understand that you have that power, you know, but um, you cannot begin to get into dissimulation, you know. 
You have to understand. It's not, you know, we're not, we should not be emotionally invested. Amen. Amen. You shouldn't be Amen. emotionally invested. It's a, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, I'm just, you and I are just workers here. Yeah. You ever be, you remember the joke of where you go to the shop and you ask somebody for help and they tell you they don't know, they only work here. Okay. <laughs> so that's who we are. No, it's God's program. We cannot be more desirous for the things of God than God himself. All right? Right. So I've, I've given you my right. reason why I believe that Trump is the button God would, would press. But maybe God is telling you Biden is the button, even though his platform is overtly contrary to the word of God. But God can work with anybody. He has... The Bible says he has angels of his right hand and angels of his left hand. Do you know that? Yes, that's good. Yeah. So you don't have any doubt what the angels of the left hand are. Okay. The Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God. Yeah, we're right. looking at chapters 5 through 12 today. Yes. Go ahead. There's something she wanted to say about chapters five through twelve. No, he would just—he was saying we were supposed to be looking at Luke in general, and I was saying that we said we would look at, at chapters five through twelve. No, no, we said we would look through. We'll read the whole chat. We'll read everything. We'd already done one to twelve the week before. No, we did one through four we'll the finish. week before. We did yeah, one yeah, we. We did one to through, through, we're supposed to do one through 12 the week before to study it. And then we, we came last class. week and we were not able to go past ch chapter four. Right. So I said, I recommend it. We just go home, finish the book of Luke, and then we'll come today and just discuss it because we cannot discuss it chapter by chapter because the, the gospels are not, they're not doctrinal like the epistles are. Like if we want to discuss, say, First Thessalonians, there's a theme, okay, that the writer is writing about, and we're able to kind of break it down. But there isn't one theme in any of the Gospels. Okay. Like we just, we just spoke about chapter 9 and chapter 10 of Luke, right? And we went to the book of Acts to corroborate what we just spoke about it. But the book of Luke is not only about that. It's about many other things. So whatever you saw when you studied, if you want to share with us, you know, um, anything from all the way from chapter one to twenty-four, whatever number of chapters there are in Luke, you know, let's talk, let's talk about it. I have a question. Uh, uh, I also uh, was praying for the uh, situation in our world, especially our election. Is there any particular way that we need to pray uh, for Donald Trump? I, I have prayed for him that if God is working on him, that God shouldn't, he shouldn't be broken. In other words, he 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 knows he trump doesn't have trump is 
to me, he's been a bit, he's more like he's lived in a bohemian kind of world. Okay. Right. But he's had a sense of this is right, this is wrong. But he has not had life. And what mm. he needs is life. You know what I mean by life? That's the life of Christ. Right. Right. And so he's a bit uncomfortable because he can't see. And God can use anything to bring us to him. Sometimes he can use cancer to bring us to him. He can use an accident. He can use uh, winning the lottery. He can use anything. He can use a good thing. He can use a bad thing. The important thing is that we pray for Trump to open up to Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing now because he cannot do anything for himself. The Supreme Court justices who will decide their hearts are in the hands of God, but they themselves have to be they have to protect themselves. They can't do things in such a way where it seems like, oh, they just came and gave it to this guy because he appointed three of them. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. don't want to look to them. We want to look to God. But importantly, knowing that when you go to God and say, I want to pray for this person, I want this person to be president because that's what I want. God <clears> says, but what about his soul? You didn't even ask me about his soul. Well, the reason I asked the question, I do know that on a regular basis, evangelical ministers, including black ministers, go in and lay hands on him and pray. Mm -hmm. I do not know what all they talk about, but I, I had been praying that someone would say something about his heart and his life so that he knows what else he needs to do. Because to me, it looks as though he is standing on his strong points as a businessman and the prayers haven't gotten through to the heart to say, oh, I need to give my heart to the Lord. Correct. And I think that is what people should pray so about. That is, in other words, God called him to be a right-hand minister. But the ministers that God has sent around him, maybe they're too enamored by the office, or maybe Trump has not been one to listen to them. But the events that are ongoing now should give both of them, both the ministers and the president, more of an impetus to seek Jesus Christ. I think he needs radical ministers now. Oh, but, no. The, the, right now, <laughs> Jesus himself is ministering radically to him. He's just, he's, he's, he's lost and he will need guidance. Okay, I'll quit. Uh, questioning, but I've been praying and I just thought that there's something special I should do other than just praying. No, no, I think the important thing, like you said, is that people around him, they might have spoken to him in the past and he didn't listen or didn't understand and, and maybe was overwhelmed by the affairs of life that he couldn't really hear them. And this sort of event might cause him to actually hear. And God will now say, okay, this boy has heard me now. He can, he's ready for my work. And um, 
give him his, his power. The fact is, as we speak today, nobody has won the election. Nobody. Right. No matter that's it's not it's not a cliche, it's for real. There's absolutely no winner. There's absolutely none. Yeah. And there's enough shenanigans going on that any sane society would say, well, let's take another look at what's going on here. And is that another look that the press and so on do not want to occur? So they've decided to create a virtual reality because they know all of us live on TV and in cyberspace, not in common sense. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what's going on. It's like the, the old saying, move along, move along, nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, what I what I what I I pray about um, is I say I see this is a period where you know people have turned to ridicule of um, of Christians and evangelicals. Um, it's become it's. I look at that and I say I say my prayer to God is I say to God, use this moment use this moment to show that you are God. Yes. This, mm. is my, this is my prayer. I say, use this moment. They're laughing at us. They're making fun of us. But use this moment to show, to show that you are God. Use this moment, even if it's us that need to learn something from this whatever your wish is whatever your choice is but going into the world we're going into now let us be victorious and let us not lose this battle because i don't think it's a battle that ends even with whoever wins this election i think it's only just begun so this is my this is the prayer that i say and um, because like you, mom, I, I don't even know sometimes what to pray about. And I just say, you know, God, let your will be done and let this moment be a moment that you would use to show, to show to the world and show to people who do not believe that you are actually God and that, that we believe what our belief is not, is not a waste, that we, what we believe is real. And that we, the world we're going into, we're heading into right now, and it's, it's going to be a huge, huge battle between good and evil. It's going to be a huge, whoever wins, it's, it's only just begun. And that we would find our way in this, in this new world. And be one of those that will survive and be victorious in the end. Well, the other thing that I noticed, I had been supporting the effort and I have been tempted uh, because I hear from other names in his cabinet and they address me by my name and you know we've been writing so much, but I feel that I need to write something that gets directly to Trump. And I kept hearing these little songs that uh, I had in 
Bible school, you know, God can do anything but fail. Okay, God, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> well, okay. I think, I think what we have to remember what, you know, who's actually in the ring. Hmm. President Trump's fight ended on November 3rd. The fight now... It's ours. It, there you go. The fight now is no longer electoral. It is about reality. Yeah. In other words, you want to pray that the people don't walk in the imagery of what has been... Remember the Bible says, God told Moses, cast this rod on the ground and he turned to a snake. Right. When Moses did that in front of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's fake news media did the exact same thing. But this time they made two snakes. And they got ate up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> so what would Moses have thought? Oh my God, they have two snakes. And I can, I can guarantee you they probably had like big pythons or something. But it was an illusion. Okay? It was an illusion. So what you're dealing with here is witchcraft. You're dealing here with witchcraft, okay? Hmm. You, you ever heard of Medusa in the Greek mythology? Anybody oh. remember in Greek mythology, the woman that yeah. her hair is only made of snakes? Got snake? all the hair, hair of snakes. There you go. It, from Medusa, you get the word media. Media. Okay? All right? And then you, when you go to a witch, they, you, they say you've gone to a medium. Okay. Okay. So the media is about trick. Do you understand? It's about trick. It's about it's about psychologically placing imagery in your mind. But notice it's not working. Okay? It's mm. not working. Ordinarily, by now, most people would have gone, no, that wasn't fair. We feel cheated, and then they would have gone about their business. But it's not working. Yeah. So those who believe need to continue to know what you're praying against. You're not praying. See, for me, I'm praying for President Trump to get to know Jesus Christ. That's what I'm praying for. As for the decision of who, whether he's going to be declared the winner or not, that's in the hand of the nine ju justices of the United States. Okay. Yes. But those people, those nine justices, are politically influenced by the mood of the nation. Ah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they might they, they they look they look they're they're there for the country. They're not just there to say we are blind. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're there for the country. Now, if people are radically like saying this is wrong. Let's take, for example, what happens if suddenly people who are Democrats come out and start saying, look, we support Biden, but no, this is not right. This is not good for our children. We want to make sure everyone, what do you think that will do to the Supreme Court? They have to look into it. Exactly. But only God can touch the heart of people who are Democrats to say, say you know, all of a sudden I was blind, but now I see. This, ah. is, more, this is not about Biden or Trump. 
This is about my children's future. This yeah. is about my country. Yeah. Okay. Right now, it looks like it's, you know, the Republicans versus Democrats, but it's more than that. So you want to pray for that cloud, okay? Yeah. The magic, the spell. A lot of people don't know that there are people who actually cast spells on cities and countries before oh, they do yeah. political work. We need oh, a lot of witnesses. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was already happening in in some states, or actually in the U.S. Yeah, and it was it was quite public. Yeah, it wasn't. It was really public. All the charms came yeah. out on the streets. When when Kamala Harris wanted to run for senator, put this yeah. on the tape. Yes, she went to India to her great to her grandmother or great grandmother, whatever. It was her aunt. Yeah. So yeah, her aunt and was taken to a temple where she had to throw a hundred stones or something into something. Coconuts, hundred coconuts. Oh, oh, you know the story better than I do. <laughs> so you guys know um, what you're dealing with. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're dealing, listen, when you hear them shout, say her name, say her name, say her name, that's voodoo. That's yep. called invocation. Which is in the scriptures. It's if it's in is a far a far religion in Nigeria. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, 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 so when you're praying, you know what you're praying. You're praying for the, the ordinary people. Yeah. Okay. Don't let Satan make you look at those people dancing, you know, celebrating as your enemies. They're not your enemies. They don't even know what they're doing. That's yeah. ex that's exactly what they were doing when Jesus was on the cross. I hope you know. Yes. They were dancing and drinking. I say that. You are the son of God. Calm down now. We we'll believe everything. <laughs> yep. That's okay. true. And in all of that, Jesus did not allow the media to change his mind. He saw exactly what was going on and said, Father, forgive them. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So pray for the president to come to know Jesus. But when mm -hmm. it comes to the elections, pray for the American people that they stand up for what is right and they don't bow. Yes. That's it. Yes. So we've got to speak up and we can't sit quiet waiting on. Exactly. Exactly. No. Exactly. Exactly. No. exactly. Exactly. In fact, why don't we right now that we've talked about, why don't we right now, somebody can lead us in prayer for the American people and for President Trump. Anybody can go ahead and lead that prayer. Let's all agree together. I will. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, in our country, how, how we have sat by while, while there's four or five big technical businesses have gotten together with four or five powerful people to change everything, to change our money, to change how they collect data on us. I, I've been praying that the Lord would just cause Google and Facebook and all these places where people go and tell all their business and uh, cause them to crash and not be able to be turned back on. Uh, the, so much of this, our, our young people are, are just into the electronics. And I, I pray the Lord that would just change electronics to his word and they can't stop it because this influx of evil and of the devil 
is so pervasive that even his own people are intimidated of how to fight it and speak out against it or don't know how it works to be able to pray how to cause it to dysfunction. And that's kind of where I've been all week. Yes, and, this, and that's, and in fact, one of the things that's supposed to take place in the second term of the president is the uh, dismantling of the big techs, Google, Twitter, Facebook, etc. cetera, uh, under an American law called the antitrust something or another. Uh, that's the law from about 100 years ago where the United States government decided that when a company was so big that it did not have competition, the United States government had the right to come in and break the company up so that there would be competition. And that's what happened to the Bell companies, Standard Oil, I think Standard Oil, and a few others. It's happening so, right now with Amazon, but the population is not getting the information of how to go and get it. People are making five, $6,000 a week, but there are hedge fund managers with the direction that are selling it for $250 to take a subscription to learn how to do it. I didn't know whether I needed to go get that subscription so that I can start handing it out to people. But Amazon has been told several times that you're too big, you need to give back to the people but there's a way that you should be able to sign up online and we should, none of us should be worried about money. Thousands of dollars should be coming into us on a weekly basis. And I'm, I'm throwing this out to you because I'm getting these things. Well, if you join me and take my subscription, I will give you the path to get there. And, you know, I don't want to do it if, if you all don't feel like this is a, a way to, to start breaking the log jams and then we tell everybody how to why, get it. Why don't, we, why don't we organize another Zoom conference this evening or tomorrow so you can tell us more about this? Okay. What, what does everybody else here think? What do you guys think? Yeah. So you want us to do it today or tomorrow? Happened to Walmart. Walmart got in trouble and had to pay $400 million, but there was only a handful of people that were able to get the checks because the people at the OCC or different places handed it out to their friends. The people that need it didn't get the money. <laughs> okay, so you guys want us to I, I uh, think, talk about I this? I think another, another conference time to discuss that would be better. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. It's, when do you guys want us to have that? What yeah. time would you guys like us to have it? Um, any time for me is fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anytime, when anytime. is there time good for you, Liz? Okay. I'm open anytime. 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 I'm open. I'm open. Okay. I'm open too. I think because the ballet is six hours behind us that we should be mindful of whatever time we pick that it should be during waking hours for her. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about tomorrow, Monday? at about two o'clock uh, Eastern time. Okay. In the afternoon, Amer um, Baltimore time, two, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's I'll, get the, I'll get the information to you. And, uh, okay. Because I'm seeing this kind of stuff 
And I, I think about all of us that are struggling and we should just be doing a landslide in the ministry and get people plugged in because these people have done wrong. Now they're getting a slap on the hand. But again, rich folks are giving the information to people that don't need it. We poorer people need it. And that's okay, two where I'm coming Two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, have everything ready for us so you can uh, educate us and give us direction on what to do. Okay. Two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, we'll do the same Zoom conference. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it here. Okay. I'll, I'll get that together and I'll, and I'll send, send Kay uh, uh, some paperwork that I have on it too. Excellent. Okay. Uh, all right. So can we just take a, a look at the book of Luke uh, briefly for five more minutes before we close everybody? Yes. I know we're over our time. Okay. No, so yes. go ahead. Anybody that wants to continue talking about the book of Luke. Or anything, anything you want to talk about. Sorry, I'm not trying to head you into one thing. As long as it's from the word. Sister Gwen, are you going to share anything with us? Or are you just listening? Probably muted out. Yeah, and I see her muted out. So I know she's listening. But she's not interacting. Okay. Look at Luke chapter 22, please. Let's, let's, let's take a look at a totally different thing. Now you know why I said you can't study the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, like, you know. Okay. I'm in. Okay, look at uh, verse one and two. Anybody can read? Amen. 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 Now, now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Okay. So Passover was coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason they call it Feast of Unleavened Bread is another nickname for it. Because on that particular feast, there are actually three feasts: Feast of Passover, Feast of Pentecost, and Feast of what everybody that's the third tabernacles one. thank you tabernacles so on feast of Pente on feast of passover and feast of um, uh, tabernacle the bread that is eaten has no leaven in it so it's called feast of unleavened bread only feast of pentecost has leaven in it does anybody here know what leaven is symbolic of the holy no. spirit spirit sorry sorry who said who, who was talking? I said Holy Spirit, then mom said spirit. And okay. mom said life. Okay. No, it, it's neither. Anybody else want to try? Sister Gwen, I use that one to get you to speak now. Well, yeast is leaven. It makes, makes things rise. Okay. I don't think Gwen can hear us. I, okay. Nope. Okay. I okay. Tried. I thought that the symbolism of unleavened bread was that when God tells you to do something, you need to do it. 
not it's wait. Sin. For the, Eleven is sin. Symbolic. Sin and the lie. Gwen is Gwen is back and she's she's hit it I out of the park. I finally ah. found the button. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gwen is correct. Eleven is sin. Okay. Right. So there are three feasts in the Bible, at least three main feasts. Yes. The feast of Passover, the feast of Pentecost, mm -hmm. and the feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. In the first and the third, or the last, you could not eat bread that had any leaven. But in the feast of Pentecost, you could eat bread that had leaven. Hmm. Now, Gwen, why yes. do you think God would say you could eat bread with leaven during the Feast of, feast of Pentecost? Feast of Passover is that if um, they had to be ready with their shoe shoes on, their dinner eaten quickly, and anytime um, there would be no sin in the camp, they would have no leaven in their bread. They would have to run at, when he told him to leave. Um, yes, Egypt. yes, I know, I know, but we're only concentrating uh, on the leaven now. Yeah, I know, but I'm refreshing it myself. And so the one with the Pentecost, they had more time. They had probably uh, reached the um, reached the land of um, Canaan, and that they had time that they could rise the bread. Okay, now we know that all symbolism is about the church. So the question now is, how is sin, which you rightly pointed out, leaven means sin. How could sin be allowed in Pentecost? Because it makes sense when we hear, oh, no leaven allowed in tabernacle, in, um, in what's this, Passover. No leaven allowed in the Feast of Tabernacles. But then why is leaven allowed in Pentecost? You rightly said leaven means sin. Yeah. Well, was, the, was the Feast of Pentecost, was it the one that the yearly, the yearly feast? All, all the, three are yearly. No, no, that, that the priest, that the priest uh, uh, confessed uh, the camp, the entire nation of Israel there um, no, 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 that was Passover the first one no 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 the Passover was in Egypt but what I'm trying to say is the feast of Pentecost was that the time when the priest went into the holy in the most holy place and confessed the the people's no, sin no, that, that, that was that was Passover let me explain okay well what about Pentecost that uh, give us a definition of Pentecost then sure 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 all right Okay, the word penta is uh, just Greek for five. Okay, yeah. so it's a pentagram, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the Feast of Pentecost occurred 50 days after the day of Passover. Okay? Yeah. So that's why it's called Pentecost. Was that and, New Year's? New Year's celebration? Actually, the New Rosh Year celebration Rosh occurred more during Passover. Rochester? No, 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 no. You're, 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 now you're talking, okay. Now you're dealing with the current modern Jewish religion. That's not, right. Yeah, that, that's, that's 
kind of a hybrid of different things. You don't never try to use that. Always okay, stick to scriptures. So in in the Bible, the month, the 17th day of the month of Abib is considered the first day of the year. And God says, it shall be the first day of the year because it was the day you were brought out of Egypt. Okay. It roughly falls around our April, our middle of April, roughly. Right. Okay. So the, let's go back to the original question, everybody. Why does God permit sin, like our sister Gwen rightly said, leaven means, with the bread that we eat in Pentecost, but he doesn't allow it in Passover, he doesn't allow it in Tabernacles. Good. When we study the scriptures, these are the questions. You see, all of us bring something to the table. See the way Sister Gwen woke us up and said, it means sin, right? Now right. she's educated us on something that's important. We didn't know this. Now, if I had said it, we might have said, oh, that's Mike's opinion. But Gwen, have you and I ever had this conversation secretly before or something? No, sir. Okay. So this is something we as Christians ought to know. So every one of us brings something to the table. So now we want to take it to the next level. Now, the sacrifice in the first feast was Jesus Christ. Did he have any sin? No. Good. No. Now, who... Is what was the sacrifice on the feast of Pentecost? Does anybody remember? The fifty days. Or, hmm. Yes. Okay. Was that was that the um, the the escape lamb? No, that was that was also the escape lamb is a totally different thing. Doesn't fall under that. That's a good one. That's a good one. But that could happen any time in the year. Okay, that could happen any time in the year. That's where they kill one lamb and let one escape. Okay, so the Feast of Pentecost represents the time that you and I are in now. Oh. This is a time where God says, okay, because of the grace of Jesus Christ, yeah. I know these sacrifices, one called Yolinda Sr., another one called Yolinda Jr., another one called Gwen, another one called Mike, another one called Billy, another one called Liz. These animals, these lambs, I understand they have some spots, they have some blemish, but I'll accept them because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. You know Jesus was crucified around Passover, correct? Yes. And you all know the Holy Ghost came around the Feast of Pentecost, correct? Yes. Okay, what about the Feast of Tabernacles? Has anything been said since about the third feast in your Bible? October. It happened. It occurs in October. Oh, no, here we go again. I keep telling you, the, forget about the Jewish religion that occurs today. That has nothing to do with the scripture. Not nothing, but it's so, mm -hmm. it's like if you go to the Catholic Church, you will see them praying to Mary. Is that in the Bible? No. Exactly. So we can't be using the Catholic Church as an example of, you know, Christian doctrine. So you can't use the Jewish religion today as an example of biblical Hebrew doctrine. You've got to okay. go to the Bible itself. So you know that Jesus died on the Feast of Passover, around the Feast of Passover. I know why I said about around, but 
let's just say on the feast of Passover. You and I know that he was crucified yeah. then. You also know that the Bible says when the Pen feast of Pentecost had fully come, the Holy Ghost came down. Isn't that so? Everybody knows that, correct? Yes. Well, how many feasts did we say there are? Three. But what about the third one? We don't know. We're waiting for it. Exactly. And by the time that one comes, you and I will be sinless. Amen? Amen. So the Amen. work of God in you and me is to prepare you and I for that time that is to come when you and I will participate in the Feast of Tabernacle. That is why in the book of Revelation at the point it says, and I looked and behold, the tabernacle of God was with men. Okay. So that's the third feast that Jesus is going to fulfill. He's fulfilled Passover. He has fulfilled Pentecost. And now he's going to fulfill tabernacle. And by that point in time, you and I will no longer have any sin in us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. That was a little heavy teaching for such a few minutes. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It's that was fine. That was a final exam. <laughs> so just exactly. well, just just clarify, what was the sacrifice sacrifice for the for Pentecost? You were about to say that. I think. Um, yes. Right? Yeah. The, the, the sacrifice, sacrifice. The sacrifice for Pentecost is um, the actually it's the bringing in of the first fruits of um, your harvest. Right. Okay? okay. So if you remember, the Bible refers to us as the first fruits. It yes. says Christ, the first fruits, plural. And I think we did a teaching once about how that Christ embodies Jesus and the rest of his body. Yes. Okay? Sometimes you will even hear people talk about the feast of harvests. Yeah. Then when it comes to the feast of um, Although sometimes they say feast of ingathering. Yes. Okay. Okay, Gwen, Bible student. Last question for you. Give me another name for the feast of tabernacle. Sometimes you'll be called the feast of, feast of booth. With booth. Booth. Oh, booth. very good. She got it. Feast of booth. There you go. Feast of booth. Because they all went out and, and lived made in a Made boots what? for each family, right? There you go. There you go. Sorry, can you boots as in B-O-O-T-H-S. All right, okay. Really, it's uh, some translations we say Feast of Tents. Really? It's a little, it's a little attached, little attached buildings like a, a fruit stand. Okay. Right, everybody had to leave their houses. They were not allowed to spend the night in their houses. They had to go build a little attached tent house kind of and live there for the night. Spend the night there. Okay. Right. Okay. That's good. That's a good lesson. You know that before the Atta is crowned, every night before, the night before he's crowned, he, they have to go and build a thatch booth outside and he spends the night there and in the morning they burn it down. Did you know that, Abele? No. <laughs> I know nothing about these um, royalties and, you know. All right. All those sacrifices. Where, where, is, where is that? In what land? In No, in Africa. That's why I asked her if she knew about it oh. in Nigeria. I mean, it would be nice for us to know because we probably will never set foot there, but 
it would yeah. be like okay. where where you're um referring to. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, is from Nigeria. I didn't you didn't know that? I did, but uh, okay, I just wanted you to be a clear um professor in what you're teaching. Okay, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. You're a professor too, by the way. <laughs> professor <laughs> <Glenn>. <laughs> so many other things that i see in the bible i kind of like try to relate it to what i see exactly. in africa there's so much there's so much similarities you'd be surprised yeah. and that's why i feel like the people that wrote this were our ancestors yeah. they absolutely were Absolutely I believe rare. that the people that wrote this Bible yeah. were our ancestors. But anthropology does say that everybody comes out of Africa. Mm -hmm. Yes, because mm -hmm. says it's almost like the African culture described in so many pages here. Right. Not the right. European culture. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So happily, there's no European on the call. Otherwise, there'll be like, there'll be a rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> they came from Africa too. They did. They don't want to, they don't want to accept it, but they did. <laughs> all right. All right. Who wants to close us in prayer, please? <laughs> Unless there's another question. I think the, the only comment that I have is like you said, yeah. that there is so much here in this book of Luke that, you know, <laughs> once we go down one thread, that it's really kind of hard to bring anything else out because right. there's so many different things to, yeah. um, to be seen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad we, we, we did this. Uh, there's so much. It's a really, you know, deep, detailed book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we need to stick. We need to stick together. Don't be strangers. And please, when we talk during the week to one another, it shouldn't only be about, you know, business and politics and all that. You know, discuss the word. You know, Amen. please discuss the word, and it's it's important. It's important. Yeah. There's no shouldn't go any day where you're not not discussing the word. The Bible says, those that loved God spoke often one to another about the Lord and a book of memorial was brought before him and their names were written in it. Does anybody know where that is in the Bible? Or have you ever heard that before? I think that's in Revelations, isn't it? No. Has anybody ever heard that before? Isaiah? I think so. You know what? It is Old Testament. Let me see. Book of somebody can search book of memorial open before the Lord. Let's look at that and then we'll pray and close. Malachi three sixteen. Okay, what does it say? Yes, yeah, you're right. Malachi 3.16, correct. The last book of the Old Testament. Time to turn to it. Sorry. Sure. Amen. Amen. That's just before Matthew, right? Correct. Yes. 
the last book of the Old Testament. I've got it. Amen. 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 Anybody can read. I heard somebody say amen before me, Liz. Then they who fear the Lord spoke with one another, and the Lord listened attentively. And the record book was written before him of those who fear the Lord and trust in his name. Did you notice they and were they not talking shall... to God? That was 316. Did you notice they were not talking to God? Who were they talking to? One another. To one another. And who was listening in on their call? The angel. God. God heard it. Yeah, it said, and God was listening. It said they were talking to one another. But God was listening, and he said, get me a book, write their names, write their names. Whenever they talk and talk and talk, at least they talk about me. Uh, can that be said about you? That every time you're talking and talking and talking, it's always about God? I think um, that was my thought about this week and about other people um, in America, at least. Um, but that you know people have called me and they're all freaked out and i just say you know go to god you know god is bigger than anything and and people have called me and told me what the news had to say i said you know me i mean i watch c-span constantly <laughs> i have not been watching c-span my television has been off mostly unless i'm watching my little christmas movies yeah. because i think it's the time for each of us to stand up and say the things that we might have thought in our mind yes. and um, you know we need to trust in God not trust in people and if if God has brought a situation into our lives it may be like the storm outside the boat but we have to trust God that we'll be safe and that we'll get to where God wants us to go in that boat and um, that, um, you know, I, I had a lot of people tell me what the news had to say, the news had to say, and I looked up who owns the news. And I said to them, you know, you can, you can look up and see who owns the news. And um, even the nonprofit corporation that supposedly runs the free news it says right in their bylaws that they run by the their the people that buy the people that buy their news. Yes. Well, they're not going to say something against the people that buy their news. Correct. Because they won't be able to sell it. And you know, because of because of that tedious going down the road with these people, I've helped them understand I don't watch the news because they're lying and I don't want to hear it. And so please don't call me. Don't call me up and tell me what to do. And, don't call. Um, don't call me up to demoralize me. Uh, and have exactly. they won't demoralize me, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear lies. I don't have time yeah. in my life for it. And what what can we do to say? How did our country get in this state? How did the world get in this state? And you know what? The sad thing is, because most of us either sit in church and don't do anything or we don't bother with church. Yes. And God gave us this great opportunity and we sit around whining, complaining, taking drugs, drinking, and thinking we're better than everybody else. And 
to me, that's the message I've gotten from God. It's to say, you know what? You haven't done your part either. People say stuff and you just, you just say, oh, well, I'll just ignore it. Well, I'm not going to ignore it anymore. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and especially people call, oh, it's going to be horrible. You don't know what it's going to be like. You know, you're the people not do not eating your food and uh, tossing everything overboard instead of believing that God will take care of you. Gotcha. And is it hard to, to do that? And one lady, she's, she's like super, super religious. She said, well, how, how do you get to have that peace and calm and faith in God? I said, you know what? I can't really tell you, but you have to start out to begin with. When those thoughts come in your mind, turn them over to God, turn them over to God, turn them over to God. I'm not going to spend my day thinking about, those things, you know, there's some things I can do to make the world a better place. And if this world ends today, I was at least doing something to make it a better place than sitting around reading stuff to upset me than passing it along to people who don't want to hear it. <laughs> so exactly, I think, I think that's what I felt this week is, you know, America has come a long way and we have let a lot of things go down the drain. And now, now we got slapped upside the head with it. And, you know, People, people go. Oh well, you know they said Trump this, and Trump. And he, he didn't help us with the COVID. You, you know what? I've been on committees for about forty years that have been saying, right. when you let these big corporations take over these hospitals, you're not ready for for anything bad that happens. You have to have. If you have three hundred thousand people in your city, you can't have a hospital that can take care of three thousand people, and that's your fault in your city, and that's the whole the whole truth of America. And that's to me, God says, I'm interested in your soul. Don't be sitting here telling me about everybody else's soul. You know, you deal with your soul and to deal with my soul. I said, well, you know, I sometimes just sit and go, whatever. (laughs) I need to stop saying that and say what I have to say. And I heard somebody, I'm not sure who it was say, what can I do? to say a prayer to Trump, send him a really nice card. Because people don't realize, people always send letters and send me and stuff and everything. But, you know, send him a really nice card. Find one that says, trust in the Lord. Whatever it is you want to say, say what you have to say inside it. Yes. And, you know, it's not exactly, it's not exactly, um, you know, the biggest rally in the world. And, you know, I thought for two days when they told, I got a call saying they're going to rally for this. I don't know who's rallying. They didn't even say who's rallying. They just want to have a fight out there, I guess. But, you know what, what if we all went to church? We're here at church. Our church is online. And we prayed about things that meant something to us. What What if everybody just went back to church and sat there and talked about the real deal instead of Oh, you know, let's do this road thing we do every week, you know, and then we're going to go out and, you know, do the same thing we do every day. I can't wait to get home and um, yell at the family because they're not the perfect people I want them to be. And, you know, sit in that church and talk about how perfect is any of us. And, you know, sometimes you have to go sit down. I, you know, I had to go sit down in the last two weeks with one of my sisters and tell her, you know, I don't like to spread my family things around, but, you know, I've been through the exact situation you are. 
And you know what? It's not fun to face your child and tell them, my heart's broken. God's heart's broken. What can I do to help you to change your life? Because I don't know why you forgot taking this path, but it's not okay. And everybody was going, oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. I said, you know what? He may be terrible, but he's our terrible. And he's going to be dead if we don't do something about it. One of my sisters called her, the other sister. She told her, and she went out to talk to her son. And she told him, I can't talk to you in the house because I'm afraid of you. And, you know, you need to deal with the fact that you've gotten yourself to a place where the family's afraid of you and whatever. But each of us has those situations in our life. We, we let people tell us that. Why don't any of us tell the store? As long as you sell those magazines in the front of the store, we're not going to come in here. And obviously there's millions of us that voted for Trump. But, you know, all that gossip, every, every time we go to the store, we see all that gossip. But if we tell the store, stop selling it, guess what? If we're not coming to their store, they'll stop selling it because they need us buying their food more than they need the few pennies they get from those gossip magazines. Amen. We're the ones who, we're the ones who buy it. We're the ones who read it. We're the ones who pass it around. And if we don't turn the TV on to listen to their lies, they won't be able to sell advertisement to us. Yeah, that's true. Yes, absolutely. And how many of us have written, put it in a card and written it to Gail King? Um, any, any other of these people, uh, you know, um, what's her name? Um, Leslie Oprah. Stahl, when she did that interview of the president, how many of us bothered to get out and send her a nice card and say, you know, Leslie, I really had respect for you. I don't anymore. Mm. Because the way you treated the president was an outrage, not just to the president, but to every person who voted for him and every person who's supporting him and every person who believes America could be something more than just the grind of corruption people. So you take your choice. Maybe you will lose your job, but I'd rather lose my job than keep a job working for the corrupt people. Yeah. And how many of us have sent that? How many people can even just go online and send her a Facebook? If she got a million Facebooks that said that was an outrage, how dare you do that? And that's a not good that's way. idea. And, and what if you pray for her while, while on your Facebook? I do it all the time. I'm praying for you because of whatever. And we all can do that more. But I'm I'm just as guilty as anyone else of saying, well, I'll just be quiet. I won't say anything. Well, I'm yeah. saying anything now. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think, you know, I think that's what I had to think about and pray about and you know, it wasn't nice to look at myself and go, you know what, you're just kind of a, you know, yes, you do your work, you do things, but do you take it out into the whole real world? You say it to people that might might make a big difference in what they do in their life. And you know, like I said, if you, I think it was Kay that told me, if you write a prayer to somebody, they have to read it. Right. And, you know, you write a prayer on somebody's Facebook, a whole bunch of people are going to read it. And it doesn't have to be a thousand words. I find like five or t- five or six words. Like, I believe in you, God. I believe in you, Jesus. And what I'm asking, just in your name. Yes. Because this this country cannot get into a civil war. And they can't get into a civil war if we're all sitting in the church praying. 
Amen. And you know, mm-hmm. by doing this sort of thing, other people will follow suit and they'll have such a swell. Maybe Facebook will have to take themselves down. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I've been well, sitting here thinking I, uh, I, I, that I was too small to make a difference, but you've just come up with two or three things that we all can do. I think even didn't, even didn't with Moses this, say, didn't Moses say that? Uh, why me? Choose somebody else. Well, even and, even and, even this COVID nineteen nonsense that you know for months I've been thinking, okay, the people that I know, I know some people that they said that they died of COVID, and they said, well, that's really funny because they went into the hospital with a heart attack with a negative COVID test and three days later were pronounced dead of COVID-19. It's all because of money. And then finally, with Newsmax being up on the TV, on the the four channels, they put up the CDC breakdown of the the COVID, so-called COVID-19 deaths, 280,000 deaths, and only 13,000 of them were due to COVID. The Mm. rest were suicide, heart disease, chronic lung conditions, pneumonia, blah, blah, blah. And but then, the hospital um, makes money. That's why they did it. And so they said, so if you happen to have had any kind of flu-like or cold-like symptoms along with your heart attack, that they presumed that you died of COVID without even a COVID test. And, you know, I am so glad that that's now on the CDC website because I'm going to go look for it. I think I'll post that on my page that, you know, we can't just sit there and listen to the lies and accept whatever they say is true. Just because they said it doesn't make it true. And just because somebody questions them doesn't mean that anybody that questions them is a liar. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. Well, we haven't seen anything about COVID on TV since Tuesday. Well, I haven't been watching the news, so I haven't seen anything at all about it. Well, now we're called to action. They don't talk about it anymore. You know, normally there was this say was permanently, you know, you know, the, the figures were permanently on the right hand side of CNN and um um all the all the channels. It was permanently there every time I turned the TV on. Now I'm asking for the figures. I can't see the figures anymore. I want to know how many people since Tuesday, and I can't seem to find the figures, you know. So the that... election healed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, wow. This is... Anyway. I start a riot. But Biden says we're all going to put back on our masks or have federal penalties against us. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I think... It's the same thing with the police and citizens. I'm old. Every single election I've seen, police and citizens, police and citizens, you know what? They haven't done anything because I've worked in the programs. There's some great programs, but they get on, they get defunded or else they just say, oh, no, we have a program. Well, you know what? Your program's not working. Mm. But, you know, I've lived in cities where there's no problems at all with the police and the citizens. They get along fine. And it doesn't matter who's there. And I've lived in other cities where it's horrible. And it depends on, you know, the people have to get together and support both sides and say, we're going to have a better city. And so I I just really feel that it's not, yes, pray for Trump, 
yes, pray for our country, but I think we all need to do a little bit of praying for ourselves. Yes. And, you know, um, like I said, I think most of us are in that boat going, oh, I, I won't eat or I'm going to throw everything overboard. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll jump in the boat and escape and let everybody else drown. And, you know, I, I think it's time for us all to take a real careful look at ourselves and talk to God. I, I just, I mean, I, I, I certainly am having a lot more time to talk to God now that I don't watch television. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Exactly. yeah. laughs> I mean, you know, especially where I live, there's no neighbors, there's no nothing. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just talk to God. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. And we can promote that. And when people tell us all the drama, just say, you know, I don't want to hear the drama. Pray to God. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Why worry like when we can pray? Exactly. Absolutely. And you know what? Find out about things because Congress is the ones who brought in all the all the things on Facebook and Google and all of those people. And they did not work for the people. They worked against the people. Oh. And, um, you know, I saw all those hearings, you know, they put, they grilled those people and they accused them of everything, called them every kind of name they could call them and did whatever they did and come out with a group of laws that don't make any sense. And, you know, I wrote a letter to Congress itself. Two little old ladies wrote a letter. We couldn't publish it in Facebook because we didn't have an ID number and a name for our political organization. We're not a political organization, we're just two little old ladies. And it wasn't a partisan letter, it just said, Congress people, your job, read about it, find out what your job is. Your job is to stay in your district and make sure that all your people are treated equally and um, you have the power and the education to make that happen. So why are you over here in Congress causing all this trouble, like the parliament in England and everywhere else? Because you're not a parliament, you're a Congress. Now go home and do your jobs. And uh, by the way, you're not supposed to get all that money either. (laughs) So, you know, yes, it was harsh, but, you know, um, it wasn't wasn't partisan and it it didn't, I, you know, had to rewrite it several times to make sure it wasn't too harsh. Because what I really wanted to say is, you know, if if, if life was really just, lightning would strike all of you. I think we should wrap it up now. We're like 30 <laughs> okay. minutes of our time. But that's what's been on my mind. Yeah. Okay. So, well, it's called call to action. So now everybody get busy and do your call yeah. back. Okay. Well, yeah. we're gonna meet we're gonna meet back here tomorrow at two o'clock uh, Baltimore time. Okay. Yeah, and so, I'm gonna get okay. get the information. Yeah. So yes. Um I don't know, uh, Sister Liz, can you close us in prayer? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work or being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. 
Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, you can order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button, it matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 